we are all working. So welcome to Instagram Live, welcome to our podcast, welcome to the Momentum Podcast, and welcome to us being on Facebook Live as well. I'm going to put this camera right over here. My name is Chip. My name is not Chip. <laughs> it's not Chip. I am Ching. <laughs> this is Sean. <laughs> All right. My name is Sean. Welcome to our podcast. This is Ching, um, the young Padawan who is going to be extraordinaire one day. Um, but today we're actually here to help you out, despite the fact we want to talk more about Ching. So if you're watching this, you are learning to uh, basically find out what are the three exercises that we highly recommend for you to really benchmark your fat loss. So before we get started, Ching, can I get you to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi then, I'm Ching. Uh, yeah, just full on uh, aspiring to be a PT and everything like that. Yep. Yep. Before we get started, uh, make sure, Ching, you're like one hand's reach away from the microphone or we're not going to hear anything afterwards. I'm sorry, I'll be right here. Yeah, I won't say anything unappropriate. All right, so if you want to find out the three exercises that are going to help benchmark your fat loss, let's get started straight into it. Um, my name is Sean. I've been a personal trainer for the last eleven years, exercise physiologist for the last physiologist for the last seven, and uh, I've chosen to specialize in fat loss per- specifically because, well, first of all, my experience is being a bodybuilder. Obviously, we had to do a lot of fat loss in that one, and then after that, powerlifting. I wanted to maximize a lot of muscle in terms of my mass, and then after that, weightlifting. So you could say I've been kind of around for the last eleven years. I've been in the trenches trying to teach people how to do this and been doing it really well for the last 11 years. I like to say so myself because if I haven't been doing it well, I don't know how I lasted 11 years. And then now, Ching, can you tell people about your experience in fat loss? Uh, my experience in fat loss? Um, I would say I had very little fat loss. <laughs> I was dancer for eight years, or oh, eight to nine years plus. Yeah, and then started in the gym straight away after that. So, yeah, it's just been a nonstop, basically fitness regime <laughs> the whole time well you're, you're being a little bit modest for yourself well first of all for those of you who don't know ching is obviously aspiring to be a personal trainer he's going to be a great one but the thing is he's actually gone through a massive transformation and fat loss when he was doing his first bodybuilding comp so he's you know gone as low as seven percent body fat and it's been amazing to see this and right now we want to share kind of the story behind how we got there but also the three exercises that you need to do to make sure you get there. So without further ado, Ching, I am going to go with my first one and the first exercise that you need to master if you want to know about fat loss. Now, before we get started, bodyweight exercises are one of the best exercises that you can do to benchmark your fat loss. I'm not saying that you should only do bodyweight-based exercises because that's not really beneficial for you. But to benchmark it, it is a great test. So if you're not doing strength training, Preemptively, I'm going to say it right now, get some, all right? Get some weights, put it back yes. up, put it back down, do it again for another set of 10, and why not do it again some more? So the first exercise I'm going to say for you to be able to benchmark your fat loss is a push-up, all right? And I don't mean, well, actually, I do mean push-ups of all kinds, but I really want you to really get into doing a push-up on your toes. Now, you're probably asking to myself, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do push-ups on my toes and not do a bench press? Ching, what do you think about those two exercises, bench push-ups and bench press? No, well, I'd say if you're trying to bench press 200 kilos, it's going to be, uh, if you can do it, do it. But if you can't <laughs> do a push-up, um, that's a little concerning. Yeah, well, let's put it this way. I've known people who are like 100 kilos 
can bench press 120 kilos, but still cannot do one push-up. Now, there's no point increasing that bench press anymore. What I want you to guys to understand is if you can start, and if this specific person was trying to lose uh, body fat, what we would want them to do is really start to focus on push-ups. The reason why is because they can already bench press 120 kilos. They're already bench pressing more than their body weight, but they can't do their own body weight itself. So what we want to do is increase that number. Now, you're probably asking, why is this? Well, first of all, it's something a little bit fancy, and we call it the body weight to strength ratio. If your body weight is 100 kilos and you can you can't do a push-up, your body weight to your strength and in ratio is off. You're not doing too great on that. Now, if your body weight were to remain the same at 100 kilos and you can do more push-ups, you're more than likely decreasing body fat to increase muscle mass at the same weight. Now, saying that it is going to be obviously a lot of physiological things happening, but this is just what I've found in my experience. Now, Ching, be honest, how many push-ups can you push out in one hit? Ooh, now that's a tricky one. Um, I would say about 40. 40 push-ups, yeah. We really should have tested that. We were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah we should have. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the most that I've been able to do is, tw- oh, sorry, is 40. 40, yeah, legit. I was like always struggling at the 40. Now, that was quite a time away. I'm trying to increase it now. At the moment, I'm like 25 before I start burning out. But I know for myself, if I, if I can get more push-ups done, if I can't even do a push-up, actually, I'll be recommending that I would put a lot of push-ups into a person's training. We can see their body composition change. And guess what? It is an easy exercise that you don't have to prepare for. If you can't do push-ups on the floor, that's okay. Guess what? Do push-ups on the table. Do push-ups on the sofa. Work those muscles in an incline instead. If a push-up is too easy for you, guess what What you can do? You can add more sets, add more reps, add some tension, add an isometric, add a pause, add some weight, add a decline. You have so many things that you can do with a push-up. Very, very underrated. In my 11 years of training right now and my 11th year of training, still doing push-ups. So if you can't do a push-up just yet, work to it, work your strength to it, and you can really go far with it. What do you think, Jing? Agreed. Definitely agreed. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> Yep, yep. Well, saying that then, can you share what your thoughts are on your next exercise? Yes, yeah, so my next exercise would be either chin-ups or pull-ups. So I reckon um, that's another indicator, a good indicator, should I say, to, um, yeah, to indicate fat loss. So it's always good. Um, but for my experience, basically not trying to be a bit of a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up myself a little bit but I'm trying to be humble at the same time I never really struggled with pull-ups like being a dancer basically a whole life being break dancing and everything like that you kind of do a lot of body weight training um, throughout basically so yeah it makes it a whole lot easier for me but I know that a lot of other people they do struggle with pull-ups or even chin-ups well I am jealous of you I can tell you a little bit of a, a story with my my chin-ups I didn't get my first push-up till I was 18. I was 47 kilos or something, or 45 kilos. That was my first push-up when I was 18. My first chin-up I got probably around 19 because I got a chin-up bar at 18. It took me about a good six to seven months before I could get my first chin-up. Now, you may not know this, so I'm going to quiz you a little bit and put you on the spot. So I apologize in advance. So everyone here is learning. (laughs) He knows it in experience, but in theory, that's where we're working on. Jing, why do you think we would like to increase people's chin-up or pull-ups 
if they're trying to focus on fat loss. Okay, now you've uh, you stumped me a little bit. I would say it helps. Yeah, you really put me on the spot. I would say that. That's okay. I did that on purpose. <laughs> so it's no different from the push-up itself. Now, if you cannot do a push-up, if you cannot do a pull-up, there are three things you need to work on. You need to first work on your strength. You need to work your overall strength so that you can be able to lift your own body weight. Then you have to work on your muscle mass because muscle mass and strength are not always directly correlated, but they can be. So if you have more muscle, you have more strength, but you need to make sure that you're not just, you know, that same thing that we're talking about where you're 100 kilos, you can bench press 120, but you can't do a push-up. We want to make sure we have those two in hand in hand. The third thing that we want to work on is your nutrition. So chin-ups and push-ups, very much ideal. If you cannot support your own body weight, you need to work on those three things or one of those three things or three of those three things. You need to work on your muscle, you need to work on your strength, and then after that, you need to work on your nutrition. And your nutrition is going to help you decrease your body fat, decrease your weight as well, so that your strength can start to meet the demands of lifting your own body. So very, very effective, very, very easy. If you get stuck, obviously, let us know. Maybe even let Ching know. You can message him on his Instagram. That's what, Ching Fitness? Yep, Ching Fitness. There we are. So if we were to ask you, Ching, um, what was the most amount of chin-ups that you can do at this current time? Hey, at this current time, I think it is up to about 25 in one go. And is that L-sit, like legs in front? That is L-sit. Yep, L-sit, legs (sighs) in front, trying to keep my core in. Well, I am just all sorts of jealous. I mean, at this point in time, I can probably do one because I've got an elbow injury. But even saying that L-sit to my best, I'd be probably lucky to get sub 10. Yeah, it's hard. And but <laughs> I am at like 61, no, 62 kilograms at the moment. All right. So yeah. I got to lose at least 25 kilos to yeah, catch up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's also not a coincidence that... um. Ching is in very, very good shape in the sense that reduced body fat, but it is something that you can work towards. And I really want everyone to understand if you cannot do a push up, if you cannot do a pull up, that's okay. I want you to focus on those. Get there, get strong. And I can guarantee you, if you can do more body weight based exercises, no matter what body weight that you are right now, you will start to see yourself get a little bit more in shape because it's going to require a lot less demand on your joints. You can do a lot more especially if you tend to be that person who can press a lot of weight or lift a lot of weight, but you can't do a chin-up or a push-up, I guarantee your body composition will start to change. Now, I'm a little bit tricky on this third one. If anyone out there has any questions, I'm going to call out to everyone's Instagram live. That includes Ching's, that includes both of mine, and that also calls out for Facebook as well, Facebook Live. If you have any um, exercises that you think is going to be better for fat loss or benchmark your fat loss, let me know right now. And we'll talk about it. And we're open to always taking questions in. So I've said two exercises. I've said one exercise. You said another exercise. Do you know what the third exercise might be? Or what do you think your third exercise would be? Third exercise would be, yeah, probably the dips. Probably like tricep dips. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, let's talk all variations of dips. I'm going to put this away before I start making noises in the microphone. Mm. Let's talk all sorts of dips. So what's the first most basic dip that you can think of? Uh, just a body weight dip, normal body weight dip, I would say. On the bench or on the bars? On the bars. On the bars, all right. Yeah. So I think that's a very good exercise too. It plays into the ratio, and I 100% agree with Ching, by the way, with this. It really does play on the ratio of body weight to strength ratio, 
it definitely works with the algorithm or so to speak or the formula where we work on muscle mass strength and also um, nutrition so i really like that exercise now what happens if a person can't do dips well i'm gonna you know what do you think a person should do if they cannot do dips just yet if they can't do dips just yet I would say assisted dips, like the assisted machine dips. Yeah, that's great. That's one thing um, you can possibly do. Even just like using um, a band as well. Perfect. Yeah, or even just using a bench. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Like you have to work into it. So when we're using the bench dip, it works primarily your shoulders and also your triceps. The next thing is when we start to progress here towards the um, actual dip bars itself, we are driving a little bit more force through the shoulder and also the chest. So we mainly use it also, hey, guess what? Work some chin-ups. Oh, sorry. Work some push-ups. You know what I meant. I know what you meant, but do I know what you meant. So what we're going to do is we're going to work the chest muscles so you can do some flies as well to loosen up the, the area of the chest. But you really want to make sure you can start to work on it. Now, here's a good thing about all these body weight based exercises. Here's a little bit of a golden nugget that will help you get your strength up. Now, if you don't know how to do, obviously, these three exercises, this is what you can do. The first one is to start working eccentric. Now, if you don't know what the eccentric is, it's basically slowly going all the way down. You don't have to push yourself back up. So let's work with the first exercise. We said the push up. The eccentric portion of the push-up is slowly going all the way down. And then guess what? You can just go back onto your knees, go back onto your toes, and control slowly all the way down once again. So that's going to be really effective because guess what? When you go all the way down, this is going to work more tension on your muscles than just the actual push itself. We call it eccentric-based training. Now, there's always a popular protocol of training called German volume training. This was really popular when I was you know, back 10 years ago when I first started because they call it eccentric training. The reason why is because what you would do is drop the weight down to 50%, go 10 seconds on the way down and go all the way back up again doing 10 sets of 10 German volume training. And the reason why is because they found that in the research that if you go slower on the way down, your muscle fibers tend to pull a lot more. I did it once for two weeks on the chest press. Holy moly, I was so sore. Never did it again. Did it on squats, did it on bench press, and I did it on, oh, what was it? I think it was lunges as well, and rows lunges. and pull-ups. So we did it on rows, we did it on pull-ups, we did it on squats, and we did it on, oh man, I actually want to think I want to do it again. We did it on all those exercises. My friends and I were so sore. We were so young as well, and basically that kind of damage to the muscle Made it heal faster, obviously, recovered faster, got more muscle gains. So that's German volume training just to back up the fact that eccentric training is more effective. The next thing that you can do as well is start to use bands and assistance as Ching had mentioned. So you can do partial range of motions as well. So let's go with bands and assistance first. So in the dips, what you can do is just tuck a band underneath the parallel bars or you can just hold on to it with two hands. Put your knees underneath and start using it. Now you can use the heaviest band first and as you progress... Rather than doing more sets, more reps, you just decrease the tension of the band, so you may need several bands. One thing is, they're scary, they might snap. That's happened to me before. Um, <laughs> what were you doing? How did it snap? It was a light band, so it snapped. So. <laughs> what exercise were you doing? Uh, I would say the shoulder, those um, lateral raises. Shoulder lateral raises, oh. Yep. I'm so scared of bands of snapping on me, but I have to trust the fact that it won't. But as soon as there's one micro tenor, in the bin it goes. Mm. 
<laughs> so we went through the first one, which is eccentric training. Then you went through um, as resistance band training, so basically assistance to it. The next one you can do is isometric training. Now, this will work for some of the exercises. Well, the one exercise I really recommend isometric-based training, and this is what helped one of our, client, our clients, Mariah, get her first chin up, and she was actually just on this uh, on this IG Live. So congratulations on your first chin up. Literally, this is all we did. We got her to jump, hold, and control the e sorry the the uh, chin up, hold as long as possible. Now we were lucky that she had that baseline strength to hold her for like twenty seconds, thirty seconds, and we progressed it and progressed it and progressed it. From there, we got her to jump, hold, and control all the way down to a straight arm. What this did was it really helped us get into that eccentric training. So we did an isometric-based squeeze, working all the lats, and then going to an eccentric, working furthermore. Now, notice how there was no concentric-based movement. There's no movement to actually do the pull-up itself. This is the matter of training smarter, not harder, okay? Um, training smarter, not harder, because if you can't do a chin-up, guess what? You've got other ways to work it, and this is how we did it. So those are the three exercises that we highly recommend for people to use to benchmark their fat loss. I guarantee you that if you are you know, trying to lose weight, not getting there, if you can do more push-ups, if you can do more chin-ups, and you can do more bench dips, you will have a better sense of progress. Now, guess what? Like I said, you can start to work with your nutrition, start to work with your building your muscle mass, and focus on recomp. These are what these three exercises will do for you. Now, Ching... Apart from that, what else do you think would help a person with fat loss, apart from obviously these three exercises? Apart from that is nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely nutrition. For sure. Yeah, you may need to do some nutrition. You may need to do some cardio. Um, so make sure you understand that we love it when people prioritize strength because that's our mission. We want people to really be able to enjoy their food. And um, how did you feel with prioritizing strength over cardio during your fat loss? It helped out a lot, actually, because I only did very little cardio, to be honest. Um, yeah, so the strength was the main part of it, just to keep my muscle going. And getting, yeah. How much um, cardio did you do per week? Per week? It was about, when I first started, it was like about 200 calories per week. Oh, yeah, and then it bumped up to 900. How much, how much is that in time for a person mm. to understand? Okay, so in time, that would depend on the machine that you go on. For me, I went on the Stairmaster, so that was about ranging from about 15 to 20 minutes. For for one for, session? For one session, yeah. And how many calories would you burn in that one session, in given that the machine? session, that would be about 300. 300, wow. Yeah. So you didn't do all that much, you did three sessions a week? Yep. For how long again? 30 minutes? For 30, uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes each? Yeah. So that's not a lot. It's one hour of cardio per week. Yeah. So that's what I mean for a lot of people out there. Like you don't need to do hours and hours of cardio just to be in that fat loss stage. You need to just basically prioritize your strength, increase your muscle mass, which will increase your metabolism, focus on your exercises that increase your body weight to strength ratio. And then if you still can't do that, after also working your macros and your um, calories as well, then we put cardio. Cardio is last. And it's worked really well for you, Ching, because now you're reverse dieting. And do you feel stronger, weaker? I feel a lot stronger now. A lot stronger and a lot more energetic. And guess what? What you do from here, we reverse diet, increases metabolism, and you can eat more food without gaining more weight. <laughs> <laughs> now, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, podcast, this Instagram yes, Live and you. Facebook Live. Um, if you want to follow Ching, uh, Ching, how can they follow you and find out all your journey? 
So basically, if you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's Ching Fitness. No yeah. dots, no nothing. No dots, no nothing. If you get lost, just uh, send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever it might be that you're listening to us to, and I can hook you up with Ching's Instagram. If you want to follow me, you can follow us on Momentum.Active and also Sean.Momentum. That's S-E-A-N dot Momentum. I would love to help to answer any of your questions. Literally just DM me. I'll do the best I can to answer your questions. Thank you once again. Ching and I will be back next week, Wednesday, won't we? Yes, we will. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks and listen. Sorry. Thanks for listening. And let's keep building momentum. Thank you.